0: Happy fun day.
1: Happy fun day.
0: Happy fun day.
1: I love it. It's a it's a perfect fun day.
0: It is a perfect fun day. Look outside. It is ridiculous. I mean,
1: I mean, yeah. And and my week was short. You know, I got snowed in in Tahoe.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, uh, they we we uh, chains required, and my card can't fit. Chains because of the size of the wheels and everything. So I we were literally stuck. I mean, who's really stuck in Tahoe? But right, yeah, it. We were legit stuck in Tahoe. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's awesome. So I have a yeah. T- so today is I'm still like relaxed from everything. It's been a short week and I've I've had fun. But it is a fun day today.
0: I love that. I love that. I have a great stuck in Tahoe story. And I'll save it for another podcast. But it it involves. The fact that I had left my dog with someone while I was in Tahoe and we got stuck literally for four extra days. And that's, yeah, that was even with the Jeep. So, what I did to make up for the fact that I missed my dog was I went outside and made a a dog man. Yes. Instead of a snowman.
1: (laughs) How sweet.
0: I'm all, hey, there's Dingle just hanging out.
1: How sweet.
0: (laughs) My surrogate, my surrogate Dingle, Dingle. made it snow. Terrible name, but cute concept. No, most people thought it was short for dingleberry. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, in America, nobody was going to get this. It's a small fishing village in the west of Ireland uh, on the Ring of Kerry that I absolutely fell in love Mm -hmm. with. But it's called Dingle. Check it out. It's a great place if you are ever out in Ireland. First of all, don't land in, in Dublin. Land in Shannon. And do the West. Forget about the East. The East is so Americanized. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do the real island.
1: Yeah. I like that. I got
0: to make Dingle in your path, but Dingle in your path.
1: <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh, David, let's get it started. We're going sideways let's do here. It. No, no more, yeah, no yeah, more talks always. about Dingle. Uh, no. <laughs> you should never have to beg for gratitude. Just walk away.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, this is like, this one kind of hurt me.
0: Yeah, it, it hurt a little bit. And I, I, I'll i start with asking you. I, I know your answer, but I'll start with asking the audience. How much time do you spend in reflection?
1: Not enough. Not enough? Most humans, definitely.
0: Agreed. And then there's, you know, I think that when I say reflection, people are believing that I'm talking about living in your past. I'm not talking about... Mm-hmm. Living in your past, I'm talking about harkening back to situations as a reference, gaining lessons to advance and improve your quality of life and the quality of life of the, the people around Major you. Difference. That's what reflection is. Major difference. Yep. If you live in your past, that's a different ball game. You're not moving forward. It's the polar opposite. If you're reflecting back and taking the, oh, what did I learn from this in each little, uh, I, I call them session then you 're advancing yourself
1: you know we we should do a podcast dedicated to the art of reflection
0: that 's a fantastic <laughs> yes, idea is. we we definitely <laughs> we definitely need to do that, and, and you know we use this a lot in our fun shops that's that's part of our our thing in getting people to be focused on whatever lesson that we 're teaching that day is to is to do reflection, and of course it 's a main Piece of our meditations right. as well, so we should we should do we're long overdue to do a podcast just on reflection. Yeah,
1: and I know you do a lot of reflection. Your main one is the steam room and the bathtub.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's just obviously the commonality there is is water. Yes. I love water. I have to be near water. I'm sitting right now looking out my bedroom window in bed, and there's water. Yeah. I can see the ocean from my, my bed, which is, is a gift and it's uh, it's appreciated, believe me. But you're right. My time machine is the steam room. And I think I'm going to bring up a story about the steam room next week. It's a funny story. Okay. But at any rate, the second I sit in the steam room, I'm transported into recap. Mm. Sometimes it's shallow. Sometimes it's it's events from earlier today. Sometimes it's way back. And earlier this week... Uh, fresh out of the steamer, I was back 47 years ago. Mm. So I was three years old. And what I meditated on took me away. And it left me with a deep sense of gratitude, uh, equal sense of awareness, but also like you had pointed out in reviewing our notes, uh, a bit of pain, a bit of personal pain. And I, I don't hold back on being transparent. And, and reachable and authentic in my podcast. So today you're going to get a little piece of me, more of me than I think I initially was willing to divulge. But I, I'm going to share with my audience because that's what I do. And what kind of a teacher would I be if I didn't share personal stories to illustrate my point?
1: Yeah. And I think that's like the major thing of reflection. It's just there's so many like what triggered you on this particular day to go back 47 years i i love sitting with that so it's like something deep 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 in our brain and our memory and like that should give us signs of something bigger happening and i love i love that today was 47 years ago yesterday was 45 minutes ago
0: yes you're right you're right and i i believe that the when i do my lectures in my industry about memory i believe memory is porous if you were to visualize it it would be like a sponge you drop a a a feather on it it's not going to impact the memory if you drop a bowling ball on it you're going to remember that for quite Mm -hmm. a while so like you said you know what's the trigger and that that is a great segue into my story the trigger was that i got in my car on friday morning and it was fucking 35 degrees it was a cold one and I had this minor commute to work, but I took a picture of my temp gauge and I broadcast it to all my friends like this was an earth-shatteringly <laughs> low record temperature, right? And then I'm thinking about my friends that are in Boston. They're yeah. like, hey, fuck you, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or my friends in Colorado, they're like, go to hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still walking in shorts, and that was my stupidity, right? That's why I'm cold, right? Duh. <laughs> so as I, this is, I'm going to do it in, in, the, uh, in the voice that everybody loves so much. As I'm waiting patiently for the heated seats, and the electric scarf, and the heater to kick in, <laughs> which was which is like 45 seconds in the bends, right? Terrible. I was uh, um, cursing the burden and discomfort of my situation. Yes. I just wanted to slap my fucking self. It hit me. It hit me. It hit me hard how silly that was. And as you and I have discussed on multiple occasions in the past, gratitude's evil arch nemesis is entitlement. Right. And that was how I was feeling and and uh, me of all people, because you know that I'm deathly allergic to that character form. yeah.
1: but the second that you realize you're acting this way, you're able to flip it.
0: That's the art form, right? And I reflected upon the years of my father commuting in Jersey in sub-zero temperatures, leaving before dawn. It's still dark outside. He's driving a VW bug. With snow tires that he had to put on himself in ice, in sleet, in snow, to and from work, an hour each way, and there was a train ride in between. Wow. I will tell you this, and I'm getting choked up. That motherfucker never complained about it, Michelle. Nope. He never complained about the distance, about the traffic, about the cold, about the crowded train, the time away from his family. And you know what? We loved him for that. Yeah. We held such gratitude out for him, for his sacrifices, and we lavished him with praise, love, and appreciation. He never once complained. And in like manner, he never once begged for our gratitude. It was always there front and center.
1: Yeah, it's remarkable what our, our parents endured and never, never, Came home angry about any of it. We never knew.
0: Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, you're fully aware of my story. And that that kind of flash forwards us to me as a man with a family, having built my small empire of care homes. It wasn't enough to maintain our lifestyle. So it was time to supplement the income. So who do you figure supplemented the income? Uh, Me, yeah, yeah. once again, right? <laughs> I'm doing all the heavy lifting, started the companies and then it, then because we needed extra income, I was the one that felt obliged to go get that extra income so that I could put my kids through private school so that I could give them the quality of life so that I can give them the mansion and all the things, right? Mm-hmm. So taking the page out of my father's playbook, much like my father, Following directly in his footsteps, I too took the best opportunity that I could to support my family, and unfortunately was at a great distance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But rather than do what all other American families often do,
1: which is to uproot and relocate everyone,
0: right? Exactly. I decided to fall onto my sword and sacrifice, much like my father did. Okay, and that would have been great if the response had been similar, but unfortunately my experience on the receiving end was quite the polar opposite. I didn't receive the gratitude. Not only did I not receive it, I was recklessly and heartlessly abandoned in the process without any appreciation for these sacrifices and even questioned as to what my motive was to take a job so far away, as if they understood the process of job availability at my level being regional or executive director. Mm -hmm. These jobs aren't readily available And a lot of these companies won't hire you because of a conflict of interest if you own competing facilities in the same region. Ah. So they didn't get it. I tried to educate them. They didn't believe me. So as you might imagine, because my expectations were set at a reasonable level, I believe, to not get even the most basic level of gratitude was needless to say, extraordinarily disappointing and heartbreaking. And I will say ultimately, the undoing of my marriage. Yeah. At the at the the very end of the day. That that is a deal
1: killer. Yeah, hard not to be. I'm sorry.
0: Right. Exactly. So so as personal and as painful as it was to share this story with everyone today, I want the message to remain extraordinarily potent in everybody's mind. And reflecting back on these two polar opposite situations, I have to ask the audience have you ever felt like you needed to beg for gratitude or worse, Michelle, have you ever withheld or not recognized the sacrifices of others, leaving them heavy with regret instead of gratitude. And if you have, hopefully there's still time to fix that. And if you're still doing it, Michelle and I insist that you let us help you fix that before you push good people permanently out of your life. Michelle, there goes a Volkswagen horn in the background. There's my dad pulling in the driveway. What kind of homework do you have for us today? So
1: cute. If you had the opportunity to talk to your 15-year-old self about gratitude, what would you tell them? When are the times you, you could have practiced more gratitude? And what scenarios did you give up something for the benefit of another and never received a thank you? Damn. And how would you now change that moment?
0: I can hear steam rooms turning on all across this great world. People, you should reflect on that.
1: You go deep back to your 15-year-old self and reflect where were you the asshole and who did you wrong as well? Like you could go deep and and maybe let go of some of that resentment you still hold.
0: And let me me give you the answer to the cop-out. The answer to the cop-out is bullshit because the cop out response is going to be, Well, I've never done that.
1: Oh. Even
0: Mother Teresa has done that, motherfucker. You're just not <laughs> willing to open yourself up to that self examination. And then I know there's a lot of personality types, including the folks that I just got done talking about. Denial is so strong. Well, why did you do that? Oh, I didn't.
1: So that that one's that one's a deep thinker for Sunday, but uh, it's a good one to ponder. So, yeah, I kind of recommend if you can step into a steam room or a, a bathtub and and go deep with that one. Close your eyes and 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 meditate on that one, and just only after you get out there and fly that kite,
0: Yakoki.